Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Man, do we love recency bias. Daniel Jones, pay him. Saquon Barkley, pay him. Brian Dable, coach of the year. Dak Prescott, elite quarterback. Brock Purdy, you don't need Tom Brady. Week to week, here we are. Hour two of the program. We'll get to phone calls coming up. Jim Harbaugh is going back to Michigan. I guess it's now official he's going back to Michigan. I'm guessing Jim Harbaugh reaching out to Carolina. Hey, can we talk? That was reported. Hey, Denver Broncos. Hello. That was reported. And then all of a sudden, we find out through the president of the University of Michigan. Hey, I just talked to Coach Harbaugh, and he's coming back. Well, how do you feel about that? Does he want to come back? I'm guessing that you kick the tires, but nobody's allowing you to drive the car. And now you go back to Michigan. You go back until next year, and then you try it again, because there are a lot of job openings here, and Jim Harbaugh is headed back. I don't know if Tom Brady's going to head back to the Buccaneers. I don't know if he's going to head back to the NFL, but here we are, 22 seasons in, and Tom Brady's future is on hold, which means America is on hold. Where's he go? What's he do? Does he retire? Got a $375 million deal from Fox waiting. He could go maybe to the Dolphins, maybe to the Niners, maybe to the Raiders. Maybe he could go back to Tampa. Does he retire? I started to look at this, and I've t- I told you about a source who told me about the Raiders. That's not a foregone conclusion that his relationship with Josh McDaniels is all hunky-dory, based off what happened when they were in New England. The Niners, I'm not bringing in Tom Brady. I know it's, you know, he, does he give me a better chance to win the Super Bowl? As crazy as it might sound, no. I, I don't want to put the franchise on hold again. If I have Brock Purdy and I truly believe in what I'm seeing is real and it's sustainable and he doesn't cost me anything, I don't want to bring in Tom Brady. Because now it's every year and then you're going to be held hostage. Well, you're coming back? I don't know. I would not want to go through that. 
last year, before Aaron Rodgers decided to come back, I said I would have moved on. I don't want to be held hostage. Because at some point you have to say, we have to look at the totality of this, not just one person. Uh, so the Raiders, I don't know if that's a foregone conclusion. The Niners, I would not do it. The Dolphins, they said they're committed to Tua, but they have to say that. If I'm the Dolphins and Tua can still play, and he's healthy, I'm not making the move for Tom Brady. Tua is still cheap. He's going to cost me less than $5 million. And if he's healthy, he's got the entire you know summer to rest, the spring and summer to rest, and hopefully he's going to be able to play football again. But I just think it's dangerous when you start to go, well, what about Tom? Tom may not have as many options as people think. I know football's year to year, but unless you say we bring in Tom, we're committed, and we got a chance to win the Super Bowl. If you're the Raiders, now that ownership doesn't have a lot of money. And are you going to bring him in? You jettison Derek Carr? Okay. Is it an upgrade? Okay. A little bit. I, I mean, I, I, everything has to be right for Tom Brady to be, you know, great again. And you saw last night when it's not great, he's not great. When it's not very good, he's not very good. They were not a good football team this year. And you start to wonder about this because I thought, okay, they had some injuries, but you had Godwin back and Mike Evans. You know, you do have some talent there, but Leonard Fournette, I, I felt like they were resting him for the second half of the season and then no showed. No running game whatsoever. I don't understand the defense or lack thereof. Because this is a Cowboy offense that scored, what, six points against the Commanders last week? Hasn't been a, a, you know, a scoring dynamo here. But the Buccaneers squeaked by. Take out the Cowboys win in week one and the Saints win in week two. They beat the Cowboys by 16, then they beat the Saints by 10. We thought, okay, business as usual. After that, they weren't a good team. I mean, they were an average and it turned out to be a, a below average team. And the only reason why we gave any credence to them pulling off the surprise last night was Tom Brady. But when you throw 64 times, you're not winning a game. But that, that was their offense. That's been their offense. The average margin of victory this season was ranked 27th in the NFL. They shouldn't even have been in the playoffs at 8-9. and nine. Here's Tom Brady saying goodbye to the media. I just want to say thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort, and I know it's hard for you guys too. It's hard for us players to make it through, and you guys got a tough job, and I appreciate all that you guys do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport. We're very grateful for everyone's support, and, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I love this organization. It's a great place to be, and thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, all you regulars, and um, just very grateful for the respect, and I and, uh, hope I... Gave the same thing back to you guys, so thank you very much. Appreciate it. His 66 pass attempts, second most in a playoff game in NFL history. Uh, only Ben Roethlisberger, who threw 68 passes in a wild card game two years ago against Cleveland, had more. Woo! 
According to DraftKings, here are the odds. Jacksonville getting 8.5 against the Chiefs. Giants, now that's up to 7.5 against the Eagles. Bengals, that's up to 5 against the Bills. And the Cowboys are getting 3.5 against the Niners. Here's something for you. As I'm not going to tell you who said this until the very end. As good as the Cowboys looked tonight, I think they have very little chance against the 49ers next week. It's not their fault. There are very few examples ever of teams winning Monday night road games than Sunday road games. Now give San Francisco, a great team, an extra day of rest. Tough. 52 hours difference in rest plus two plane rides. Tough to overcome. Tony Dungy tweeted that out today. Interesting. Certainly uh, firsthand knowledge of those things, but uh, Dallas, big win in Tampa. Go back. Uh, Everybody's all in on Dallas now. Is this the real Dallas Cowboys? Well, I looked at the last month, and I think that's probably why the point spread, because Tom Brady and and, uh, Dallas hasn't looked great the last month of the season, six weeks. And they looked great last night. Now you go on the road, you're going to take on a San Francisco team. That feels like everybody's all in on San Francisco. Rested team, ready to go at home. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Great t-shirts. All of the fan bases are covered. DanPatrick.com. Get you ready for the rest of the postseason. All right, we'll get phone calls coming up. Uh, we going to stay with that poll question, hour two, Seton O'Connor? We could change it up. Okay. Uh, let's see. Well, the first hour, sixty-seven uh, percent of the audience saying Dak Prescott, not an elite quarterback. All right. Uh, this hour, though, we could go with. I'd rather go out for beers with Tom Brady, Tom Cruise. Oh, you're not putting uh, John Daly or uh, Hulk Hogan in there since they were at the game last night. We just uh, stuck with the Toms. Oh, the Toms. Yeah, the Toms. Okay. All right. Fritzy has one of our Tom Brady T-shirts on. Are we okay with it now? Can we go back to? Wearing our Tampa Bay t-shirts? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Although we may not want to if he's not going back there. Yeah, you know what? Let's just let that that dog rest. Uh, we'll stay with that poll question, Seton, or do you... Uh, oh, okay, the, the two Toms there. Yeah, you want to go out for beers with uh, Tom Cruise or Tom Brady? I mean, both they're kind of similar guys, aren't I they? I don't think they drink. Okay, think. how about this? Each one of them invites you to their... Uh, house for the weekend okay oh well they're both bachelor pads aren't they i believe they are yeah yeah i, I don't know who tom's dating now uh cruise yeah paul it seems like both are very polite gentlemen and would try hard to be normal people when you were in their mm. home but it would be like they're performing in a show See, I think I think tom brady is gonna be that guy i think tom cruise is gonna be like all right come on we're up at 5 30 we got a we're jumping out of a plane at 7.30, and then after that we're going, you know, canoeing or something. He's going to be like, all right, here's the schedule. This is what we're doing. And it's going to involve the craziest crap you've ever heard. Okay. But you go to Brady's house, it's not like you're saying, hey, let's hit the diner and get the bacon, egg, and cheese. Right. I don't yeah. think you're going out for bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah. Cruz, you might, though. Yeah. I, I, you I, might. He looks like he's pretty healthy. He health, is. He's health conscious. He is. But you mm. know what? He's going to pull up one day and, you know, he's going to crack a Bud bottle and you're going to be like, dang, look at. Well, as the only person in the room who's been around both of these gentlemen. Okay. Um, who would I rather be around? 
are other people involved? No, bro, bro session, just you two. <laughs> oh, it's oh. just us two. Oh, <laughs> so let the accordity begin. Yeah, because then we're going to bring up Katie Holmes and uh, the movie I was in with her, and then that'll be awkward. Okay, how about the other people involved are Hulk Hogan and John Daly? <laughs> <laughs> but then it's either Tom Cruise or Tom Brady, and that's it. And it's you four going to hang I out. I think it's a better story if you hang out with Tom Cruise than Tom Brady. Mm. I think so. I, I would love to see John Daly, Tom Cruise, Hulk Hogan. Sounds like celebrity rehab <laughs> like, gone wrong. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Maybe two of the guys. Right. Well, I'm involved. Three of the guys, and then you'd have Tom Cruise there. Yeah, it's like it turns out to be a vacation in Malibu somehow. But Tom's yeah. addicted to football. That could be Dr. Drew could say you're mm. addicted to football. There's your, your vice. No, he's addicted to acting. Okay. He's addicted oh, to be an action hero. Yeah, I mean, Brady's addicted to football. Yes. Cruz is addicted to adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, better at what they do. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom Brady is the Katy Perry of NFL quarterback. Uh <laughs> Dan, we'll check in with the Cowboys. Ed Werder will join us uh, coming up. Uh, Dan in New Hampshire joining us on the program. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Um, 5'11", 155. Um, I've had a a rough life here. I'm a single dad, and you guys have gotten me through a bunch of tough times. And um, I'm behind on the show. I usually listen on Peacock. And and I, I have to plead with you to just take the snoreboard and put it in the newsletter after seeing Todd not be there last week. It was, it was great seeing you guys fill in, but, but even before that he messed up the last snoreboard and the week before that he's, he's shouting out Springsteen album release dates. It's just, it, it brings my, my listening to a screeching halt. I have screeching. Well, um, halt. sorry about that. Dan, I've taken away everything from him. I can't take away score. MRX mock headlines. All yeah. by the wayside. Let's see. Dan just called in and started that by saying, I've had a really rough life. Yeah. And I need you to take care, get rid of scoreboards. But <laughs> if I could help Dan. Like, this his... is the one thing that yes. just can't, I just can't yes. anymore. My life has been extremely rough. Yeah. He's Please. single parent, got Please children, and you're the thing that drives him crazy. <laughs> the only thing he wants fixed in his life is scoreboards. Yes. Nothing else. I mean, now, this is the one thing I have in my life that yeah. I enjoy, and Todd's ruining it. Now, is he strapped to a chair with his eyelids open like Clockwork Orange where he's forced to watch it? <laughs> no, I don't know, Tom. There are ways to like stop listening or watching. To Somebody things, shifting the blame. There's, there's this new technology now where you press a button, shifting and all of a sudden something that's there is no longer the there. blame. Okay. Imagine if there was a massive tune-out factor at exactly the same time every day. Like Todd is suggesting, there's this button you can click and you can change the chat. And then all of a sudden, Peacock was like, it's crazy. 95% of the audience disappears at 11.45 Eastern every yes. day. I just want to have enough free time on my hands and minimal stress in my life where I can just spend so much time worrying about my snoreboard. Because so there's nothing else that I need to attend if to. You, if you watch on Peacock, that during the uh, last commercial break, you can watch this where Todd gives you his... This day in sports history. Or not watch. That's an option. It's and, not a prison and, and it's called, you know, scoreboard. And he's got numbers out there, and then he gives you, you know, two numbers, and then you're supposed to come up with. And then we lie to him, and we tell him that people actually know the answer, and, and they don't. Uh, but that this poor guy, Dan in New Hampshire, is so down on his luck that all he wants is for you to stop doing your scoreboard. And then life will be great. Yes, that'll fix his, fix his life. Good. 
Uh, Josh in San Antonio, then we'll uh, take a break. Ed Werder, covering the Cowboys, will join us. Hi, Josh. Hey, ADP. Hey, bud. Uh, just wanted to bring a piece of conversation to the show today mm. after a great weekend of playoff football. DP, I'm curious, what is your favorite network to watch the playoff games? Mine is Peacock. ESPN last night just didn't seem to do it for me, and I always just kind of look forward to watching it on Peacock. Uh, I'll take your answer off the air. Okay. But real quick, before I go, yeah. Polly, just want to say good morning to Polly. How are you today? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm great. Thanks. Good, good, good. Good to hear that. Uh, <laughs> hey, Polly, you actually owe me a pie to face. Okay. Um, because I took the Niners going further than the Rams this year, and you took the Rams going further. I wanted to call this in a couple weeks mm. ago when the Rams were eliminated from the playoffs, but you were having such a good day that day. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to rain on your parade. I remember but. that bet. It's confirmed that that was that was a wild prospect in August that Matt Stafford and the Rams would not go as far as Trey Lance and the Niners. Well, Josh, I'm going to make Paulie uh, pay up there. Ice bath? Oh, you don't want to do that. I'd rather do that than a pie. Oh, you would? Yeah, I don't like wasting the pie. Ice, you can come. It comes. Okay, but I got to get one of those containers to put you in. You know what? I have a a, a children's a kids pool, <laughs> a kitty pool of a death, a kitty pool of death. <laughs> and I just get a bunch of ice, and I put. And you, I just it, flop around it like no, a no, seal. No. You just have to be in there for 60, 60 seconds. All right. Are you willing to do this? Sure, of course. Okay. The kitty pool of death. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think is a good marketing term. No, it's not. You're not going to sell a lot of those. It's going to be a great TV segment, though. <laughs> Toys R Us did that. It didn't work out. Kitty Pool of Death? Yeah. Let's you know go. what, Daddy? You know what I want for Christmas? I want the Kitty Pool of Death. <laughs> How about we take a break? Check in on the Cowboys. More phone calls coming oh, up. Where's Guar when you need him? <laughs> uh, Todd, what are you sending me? Picture of Tom Cruise. No, that's, that's Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. You should have a picture of both of them. Oh, um, the question is... Oh, who, you know what? No, no, no. No, no, no. Do a look-in on these two These two photos you sent. That's a fantastic idea. All right. I got another idea. How about a scoreboard where we do think something no. with two numbers because everybody loves it so oh, much? Oh, why don't you do it at the end of the show? Why don't we do a scoreboard? How about we thing? take a break? Back at, Maybe after the show. Back after this, Stan Patrick show. Legacy box. I finally got Paulie to uh, uh, get all of his photos together and videotapes and all of that and put it all together and then you put it in the Legacy Box. You send it to Legacy Box. They digitize everything. They organize everything. And then you got those memories forever. I've got videos from college where I've got, like, jean shorts and flock of seagulls hair and all that stuff. It's, it's good. It's going to be embarrassing but cool. Yes. So Legacy Box makes checking the important to-do things off your list. And they make it easy. This is your New Year's resolution. you got all those moments. You, you can now share all those moments digitally preserved, and LegacyBox.com slash Patrick will help you get an exclusive discount just for listening to this show. Kick off the New Year's by rescuing your family's most cherished memories, and uh, you probably haven't watched and enjoyed for years, but Legacy Box will bring them back to life. LegacyBox.com slash Patrick. That's LegacyBox.com slash Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. 
This is Freddie Prinze Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Got the updated Super Bowl odds. Chiefs, as you might expect, are the favorites. Anybody want to guess who is second on the list? DraftKings Sportsbook Super Bowl odds. Seton, I'll go to you. The number two team on the list is? Philadelphia Eagles. No. Yeah. Marvin? 49ers. No. Paulie? Bills. Yes. Yes. And then it's the Niners, Eagles, then the Cowboys. Cowboys and Bengals have the same odds. Then it's the Giants and then the Jaguars. We'll get some more phone calls coming up. Ed Werder covers the Cowboys, the uh, senior NFL reporter. Uh, let me start last week. The morale around the Cowboys after losing to the Commanders was what? I think there was uh, quite a bit of concern, Dan, especially about the terrible performance of Dak Prescott in that game. He was very inaccurate, threw another pick six, his third one in uh, the past four games. So I think... There was certainly – they were shaken by what happened. I mean, as much as they said, though, that they were going in to win the game because it did have some potential playoff value to them. If the Eagles had lost to the Giants, they would have uh, won the division and had a home playoff game. Uh, I just don't think the players were that mentally into that game. Hmm. Um, and so it wasn't surprising that the intensity level la last night was significantly higher. What did you expect last night? 
Well, I, I mean, I, I didn't know, to be honest with you. I mean, if you look at it, we're talking about a 12-win team and the Cowboys against an eight-win team uh, in Tampa Bay. But it's Dallas, and they played bad, and the quarterback <laughs> was was horrific. And so I think everybody got so caught up in exaggerating the flaws of the Cowboys that we ignored the obvious uh, failings of the Buccaneers, which took place throughout the whole season. I mean, I think what happened last night was the Cowboys played the way they have for most of the season and the Bucs played the way they have for most of the season. We just weren't sure about the Cowboys. Most important person on this Cowboys team moving forward. I, I guess let's remove Dak out of this since, you know, being the quarterback, but the one player you think everything sort of centers around that as he goes, this team goes. Micah Parsons. Uh, had a phenomenal game as a second-year pass rusher last night. Uh, you know, talking to Dan Quinn during the week, one of the things they wanted to do with Tom Brady was they wanted they wanted to be less predictable on defense. And so they went back to using Micah Parsons in a way they really hadn't over the previous two months. They had pretty much just lined him up at defensive end and let him, you know, rush the edge. They weren't using him as an off-the-ball linebacker and rushing him from various spots on the defense. Dan Quinn went back to that last night with the purpose in mind of making Brady make his reads after he got the ball in his hands and not determining where he was going pre-snap, sort of slowing him down and for allowing the Cowboys pass rush more time to influence the game. I didn't understand the philosophy for a large stretch of the season by using him on the edge. I, I as a quarterback... I would want to make sure I find him. If I know he's over here, okay, now I can plan accordingly. It's when I don't know where. I mean, the, the brilliance of Lawrence Taylor was, I didn't know where he was. And he could line up in a variety of places. To me, that felt like, why would you move away from that philosophy to begin with? Uh, well, I think they kind of got trapped into putting him at defensive end just because they really didn't have, opposite Demarcus Lawrence, another you know, consistent pass rusher. I mean, Dorrance Armstrong has had a really great season and justified the front office's decision to move on from Randy Gregory, yeah. although they did try to sign Randy Gregory, who walked away at the last minute. Um, but I think they felt like they needed three great edge players to have a consistent rush throughout the game. Um, and so I think that's why they got caught in that. I mean, he's obviously in a, an incredible uh, rusher with a lot of moves and unbelievable uh, quickness. But Overall, I think they came to the realization that the way that Micah Parsons can best affect the whole game is to play him at linebacker and then give him rushes off the edge. And so I don't know what the numbers turned out last night, um, but I know in week one when they played the Bucks, he had two sacks on Tom Brady, and he played like 21, 40 snaps as an end, 21 snaps uh, as a linebacker, and then over the eight games going into last night, Dan, he only had like 19 total snaps at linebacker. I don't know what the numbers yeah. turned out to be last night, but I, I know Dan went into it wanting 15 to 20 percent of Micah Parsons snaps to be at linebacker. Talking Ed Werder covers the Cowboys for the mothership. I still love watching Tony Pollard. It just um, I don't know if he's a, a single back or you do need to <clears throat> split up those carries with him, but. He, he's just such a dynamic player. And then I wanted to fast forward this to how, did, how does Dallas, with what you saw last night, match up with what they're going to face with San Francisco? 
Well, when I watched San Francisco last week and saw what, you know, Christian McCaffrey did on his first carry, uh, I tweeted out, the more, every time I watch Christian McCaffrey, I wonder why the Cowboys don't create the same kind of plays for Tony Pollard. Because I think they are very similar players. A lot of people argue that Pollard's not tough enough, can't take the contact, but he led the NFL in yards rushing after first contact this year. Tony Pollard did. <laughs> um, so he's a strong guy in addition to being fast and elusive and they were really fortunate to have. I almost, when you asked me that question about who the most important cowboy is other than Dak, I almost said Tony Pollard because I don't, they wouldn't have been able to establish a running game last night without Tony Pollard's quickness. You saw what Ezekiel Elliott did in the game. Uh, Pollard is just a, such a unique player, uh, such a great space player, and yet he's proven he can be an every down type player. He's going to make a lot of money this offseason. As for how the Cowboys match up, uh, I'd be worried about my kicking situation. You're, you know, Brett Maher became the first kicker in NFL history uh, to miss four point a after touchdown attempts. So every Dak Prescott touchdown revealed a weakness we weren't aware of uh, that they were going to have. Because according to Elias, Dan, and you worked at ESPN, so you know the value of our stats and information people. Uh, according to Elias, 16,207 games have been played in the NFL and the stats compiled since 1932, and never in all that time, in all those games, has any kicker missed four extra points in the same game, much less in succession in a playoff game. Uh, so I think that's a big thing, and I think the other big thing for the Cowboys is, are they going to be able to tackle well enough? You know, I, I didn't like what I saw for the first time last night from Trayvon Diggs as a corner. He really improved his tackling and his willingness to do so this season. Uh, I don't think he was great last night in that regard. Uh, I think Leighton Van Der Esch mate was big coming back, but I mean George Kittle. If if it's not Travis Kelsey, then he's the he's the best tight end in football after the catch. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is an unbelievable player in every role. He's he's going to get a lot of yards after the catch, and then Debo Samuel is the best receiver in football after the catch. Showed that again last week and reminded the Cowboys in their playoff exit last year to the 49ers in the first round just how devastating a player he can be. You walk into the locker room, and everybody's probably excited, great game, and then you walk up to Brett Maher. Now, I think he missed his last extra point the previous week, so that's five in a row, Ed. Um, so the Cowboys make him available at his locker for, for you to talk to him? Yeah, he did, he did make himself available. I don't know if the team recommended it or whatever, but uh, yes, he did briefly answer you know questions. Uh, it, what's unfathomable about it is how good he's been all year. You know, he was 50 for 52 kicking extra points until he went to Washington and missed, and then four misses last night, so wow. five misses in a row. Where did this come from? And, and, and more to the point, how do they fix it? I mean, they're on a short week going to San Francisco. It's not going to be easy to kick in San Francisco, and I don't care what Brett Maher does this week, how many extra points he makes in practice. They're not going to know until they send him out there probably hoping it's for a point-after kick and not an important field goal for the first time. They're not going to know if they have a kicker or not. You know that this game is going to come down to something with Brett Maher, right? It just feels like... <laughs> That's the NFL, right? I know that the line is three and a half. Cowboys getting three and a half. It just feels like there's some scenario where you're going to go, oh my God, how good is this? Or I feel bad for this poor guy. Because, you know, you go into that locker room and you're like, you know... There's one guy who had a bad night, a, a horrible night. It, there's no chance that they cut him, correct? 
I, I just don't think they have time. Okay. Uh, you know, I asked Mike McCarthy that last night if there would be kicking tryouts, and he basically completely eliminated the possibility just because there aren't a lot of kickers available and they don't have any time. I mean, they're they're on a plane in three days going out to San Francisco to, to play that game out there. And the 49ers obviously played on Saturday, so they've got extra time to prepare for the game. I just don't think there is any opportunity to bring in another kicker. And and so, you know, they, the players call him Money Maher. And, and he wasn't that last night. And I asked yeah. Dak because we saw Dak slam his helmet in frustration after, I think, the third miss. And he's like, why aren't why the blank aren't we going for two, you know? <laughs> um, and I think, I think they had enough command of the game and a substantial enough lead that McCarthy kept sending him out there because he was trying to work him through this in the game so they didn't have to deal with it this week. And they could go to San Francisco feeling like they had a kicker that they could trust but they're not going to have a kicker that they can trust. And, you know, on that fourth down gamble, I was watching Maher after three misses. He starts to go out to kick the field goal, and McCarthy's like, oh, we're going for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to leave you with this, a hypothetical. If the score was reversed last night. What would the Cowboys have done with Mike McCarthy? Yeah. What would we be talking um, about today? Well, I know what we'd be talking about. We'd be talking about is da- is Dak Prescott a franchise quarterback, and we'd be asking is Mike McCarthy going to be fired after back to back twelve win seasons? And you know what? As ridiculous as that sounds, every place else in the NFL, you can't discount the possibility of it because Jerry Jones moved on from Jimmy Johnson after he won back to back Super Bowl. So firing somebody after 12, 12 win seasons is nothing when you're firing a coach who left after you know back to back Super Bowls. But so I think it was. I think it was a, an important game last night for Dak Prescott. I think, and I think Dak knew it going in. He as much as admitted during the week to us that, you know, this is unlike any other game I've ever played in my seven years in the NFL. And certainly, it was important for Mike McCarthy uh, and, and Dak Prescott to create some playoff credibility with this team. I know you're busy. Thanks for joining us. Safe travels. Thanks for sh- thanks for shaming me into it. I I did. <laughs> Ed, 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 Ed goes, I'm, I'm really busy, Fritzy. I can't do it. Fritzy sent me the correspondence. So I text Ed before the game. I go, soft. And, and then he goes, okay, I'll I was do in. it. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. And I went, oh, I felt bad. I felt bad. Because Fritzy was so excited. He goes, oh, I just heard from Ed Werder. He's going to do it, win or lose. And I go, okay. Fritzy, I called well, him soft. First of all, you only wanted to do it if the Cowboys lost, right? Yeah. That way, yeah. 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 You only wanted to do it. I'm happy to see you. I'm happy to see you no matter what. And I'm honored to be your friend and be invited on your show. Oh, Thanks, I didn't. I didn't say friend. I just said happy to see you, Ed. My mistake. Soft. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, bud. Actually, not see soft. Ya. Ed Werder, busy man. Not soft. Not yeah, Paul. Yeah, 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 a little round soft. of applause. Not, not soft. Not soft. Not soft. Not soft. Yeah, you know what? When you work at the mothership, you got the car wash, and you know you're the cowboy reporter, and you're busy. And I'm like, Fritzy, see if Ed will join us. And then he goes, uh, win or lose? Oh, they're more interesting if the Cowboys lose. And then I start watching the game, and I'm going, no, reach out to him. And I had already called him soft because he said he couldn't join us. Then I got to know. Just spoke with Dan. I'm in. <laughs> All right, then. There you go. All right, you got to twist some arms occasionally. Yes, Bowling. Isn't it funny that for your entire life, the insult of being called soft is the easiest way to get someone to do something <laughs> they don't want to do? Edward is like a 60-year-old successful sports writer. You call him soft, he's like, eh, I'll 
Dang it, Dan. And maybe he thought, yeah, probably right. Remember when you're like in your high school and some guy, you're like, hey, why don't you jump over that bridge? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not going to do that. You're You're soft. soft. All right, I'll do it. (laughs) All right, I'll do it. Yeah, you're gonna go down that triple black diamond. Right. No, no. I just learned how to uh, to to ski soft. All right, I'll do it. Just in a hospital bed. I'm not soft though. I'm not soft. Josh in California. Hi, Josh. What's on your mind? Hey, DP. Uh, six foot and uh, down fifty pounds in the last year, so I'm at two fifty. All right. Uh, earlier, uh, when you were talking about Tom Brady. And saying that America was on hold, I was yelling, no, Dan, I'm on hold, and I don't want to talk about Tom Brady. I want to talk about Brock Purdy. And uh, something that uh, not very many people have been talking about until I think this week is that if Brock Purdy, as a Niners fan, if Brock Purdy leads us to the Super Bowl, and in my opinion, he's already done enough, but if he leads us to the Super Bowl and wins, I don't want to see anybody else starting in a Niners uniform at QB next year. I would like to see us trade for trade Trey Lance, and I want to see what your thoughts are. I'll take the answer off the air, but I want to see what your thoughts are on what the trade market for Trey Lance would look like. That I don't know. That I don't know. I think if you look at trying to figure out, okay, we don't know exactly what they have there. We know that they went all in on trading up to get Trey Lance, but we haven't seen enough. He hasn't played enough. If I go back to college, you know, and, and the pandemic, I, I, I saw him one year. And then we saw a little bit. And, I mean, that's why they called him one play Trey, you know, some of uh, his, his teammates. He had one play in the NFL. and like, oh, okay, scored a touchdown. But that's it. We don't know. And I just, I wonder, can you get a first-round pick for him? You know, if if the Bears move on from their quarterbacking situation, you're looking at maybe getting a a, a first round pick and a third round pick. If if uh, they would move on from Fields, can you get the same for Trey Lance if you move on? But if Brock Purdy leads the team to the Super Bowl, you're not bringing in anybody, and it would be his job. I would think you're not supposed to lose your job to injury. That's the old NFL. But Brock Purdy had no proven track record here. But then Trey Lance was great with, you know, North Dakota State. One year. That's it. But that's a long time ago. So I would think that Brock Purdy, with what he's done so far, unless he just has one of those moments where he's overwhelmed, and then you're going to go, well, I don't know. He hasn't given us a, well, I don't know. And he's far more athletic than you think, and he's not afraid to make plays. Um, y'all, you could always keep Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster if you wanted to. Yeah, maybe not. All right, more phone calls coming up back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. As you all know, we're the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Numero uno. Yeah, and we know why millions of people tune in every week. Yeah. They want to hear us talk sports, not 
are idiot guests who think they know more about sports than we do. Yeah, listen to these dummies. You don't know crap about sports. Nothing. Uh, you don't know nothing uh, about football. This is the worst thing Wait, I've ever he's still on the line. Get off the show. Off the show. You don't know basketball. If you want to hear how sports talk should be done, yeah. listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. New t-shirts for the playoffs. Got some great ones here. Available at danpatrick.com. Chargers have made a coaching change. According to the Chargers, the offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, has been fired. And uh, let's see, anything else? Uh, Brandon Staley should have candidates lining up for a chance to work with Justin Herbert. Tom Pelissero with the news. So when you hear coaching change, Chargers... It's the offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi. Yes, yes, Paul. Isn't that the classic move when you're an embattled coach and you yeah. drop a coordinator to save yourself another year? But weren't they lauding him during the first half of that game against Jacksonville? Right. They were showing him up in the booth, calling the plays. Yes, Ton. And didn't doesn't Brandon Stelly call all the defensive plays as yeah. the head coach? And I'm pretty sure they gave up 31 second-half points to lose that game. 
All right. Okay. All right. As far as who's shifting oh, the blame Okay. Too. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Uh, Jeremy in Iowa. Hi, Jeremy. What's on your mind? I have a stat of the day. You can determine for yourself if you think it's uh, music worthy. Okay. You always hear commentators saying how hard it is to beat another team three times in one season. NFL, NCAA basketball tournament time. So I went back and I checked over the last 25 years, now 26, including this year. There have been 13 times as of this weekend where two teams played each other, where one team had swept the season series. And of those 13 times, nine of them turned out that the team who won the first two in the season also won the playoff game. So it's not as hard as you think. Nine out of 13 times it happens. There's another one coming up this weekend with the Eagles and the Giants. The Eagles have swept the season series. I don't want to hear people saying that it's going to be difficult to win three three times against one team because it happens. That's 70% of the time it's happened in the last 26 years. All right. Thank you, Jeremy. Good stat. Does it mean it won't be difficult to beat the Giants this time around considering the way the Giants are playing? The Eagles had the week off. I know the Giants are seven-and-a-half-point underdogs. It's time to play the Tom Brady game. Do we have any music, Marvin? Here we go. Here's your host, Paulie. Thank you, Dan. Now, Tom Brady, we play this game almost every year with Tom. Uh, you have three choices mm. of what he's going to do. We want to mm. do this now before we have any actual information to make mm. a decision on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your choices are Tom Brady stays with Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. retires from the NFL, joins another team, and you must pick said team. All right. Anyone who nails this gets a Tom Brady-related prize. Oh, okay. Anyone who doesn't nail it will ignore that we ever said these words for as long as we live. All right. Todd, I'll start with you, the Tom Brady game. Tom Brady is done playing football. All right. Seton O'Connor. That was the last game we ever see Tom Brady playing. All right. Marvin. Tom retires. Paulie. Tom goes to the Raiders. I am going to say Tom Brady retires. Wow. I got four retirements and one Las Vegas Raiders. Did you consider changing what you were going to say, Dan, after you heard three of us say retired? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. I kind of regret saying it now, too. (laughs) But listening to Brady last night, I mean, play this again. You know, he he's far more emotional for a guy, unless he's just saying, hey, I'm really emotional. I'm leaving uh, the the Tampa Bay media core here. I just want to say thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort, and I know it's hard for you guys, too. It's hard for us players to make it through, and you guys got a tough job, and I appreciate all that you guys do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport. We're very grateful for everyone's support, and, um, you know, hopefully um, – you know, I love this organization. It's a great place to be, and thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, all you regulars, and um, just very grateful for the respect, and I and, uh, hope I gave the same thing back to you guys. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. it just the way he acted when he left the field and what he said in the press conference, that it, 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 there was a finality to it, more, more so than I thought there was going to be. I was just surprised that the emotion, look, hey, I'm really going to be devastated, but I'll try to regroup not being around you writers anymore. Yes, Eden. Thank you all for welcoming me. It's been three years. Well, it's been there for three years. Well, they did welcome him. 
that sounds like he's saying goodbye to them. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. That's yeah, yeah I agree. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. You're right. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then again, he did retire and then have to come back. So then mm. it was sort of like day one again. But nobody. Oh yeah, they welcomed him welcomed back. Welcomed him back after. this year. After okay, he retired. all right. Maybe that's what he meant. Bloop, bloop. I'm going to give that to you. Uh, is there a part two to the Tom Brady game? Yeah, since that game was so lackluster and what happened when we, we did it. <laughs> it was sort of like the Buccaneers last exactly. night. Exactly. <laughs> I was trying to stay on brand. Okay. Okay, if you had to pick a team besides the Raiders that Tom Brady would Ooh, be in play the for. music is back. This is called the If Not the Raiders, Thus Therefore game. Dan, I'm going to go to you first, unfortunately. Oh! You have to go first. If not the Raiders, Tom Brady joins, and it can't be Fox Sports. Oh, it can't be, because they have a team. Yes, and he'd make more there. He would be their quarterback. Or Skip Bayless. Um, I'll begrudgingly say the Raiders. Other than the Raiders. Oh, I can't go there. Yeah, they're, oh, off, they're oh, off the board. Hence, <laughs> thought I could sneak that in. It's good. It's your game. It's your whole Wait. We'll come back to you. We'll go to uh, Fritzy. I'm going to say a reuniting with Mike Vrabel and become the Titans quarterback. Mm. That's hot. That is hot. Blue? That's hot. Seaton? I'm going to try and up the hotness scale Ooh. and go to what was once a... New England? No, but a <laughs> rival of New England. Buffalo. The Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Bloop, bloop. Uh, Marv? I'm going to go with the Dolphins. All right. Wow. Paulie? I'm... I'm sticking with the Raiders. I don't see another team. I'm going to go with the Titans. I'll go with the Todd's Titans. That game just got better. Was that your Ross Tucker there? Yeah. That game just got better. Spicy mustard and Brady. Final hour coming up. More phone calls on the way. One more item. We close out hour two. TireRack.com. They've been doing it for over 40 years. So what have they been doing? Well, they have the experience, knowledge, and passion to help out every one of us. All you do is go to TireRack.com slash Dan. You tell them what you drive. And then you try the easy-to-use tire decision guide, and you're good to go. Answer a couple of questions. You're going to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how and what and where you drive in about two minutes. They got the full lineup of Redestine. Almost like Frankenstein, but they are great tires, test results, ratings, consumer reviews. They got free two-year road hazard protection, nails, screws, potholes, all covered. Ship fast and free or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You can skip the waiting room. In some areas, mobile tire installation. They come to your house or your office and install the tires. TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.